This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. Set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Raw Deal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the paper-thin, lined-like-fuck, dirty-ass, coward, spiral-ass, trapper-keeper-leaper, the sweetest bag of shit you'll ever meet, just so I know what's going on. Oh my God, it sounds like a, like a, a grouping of criticisms of me. What's going on? <laughs> You're taking it out on me already. That's not cool. I'm used to getting accolades thrown at me up front. <laughs> it gave you a raw deal. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, nothing's going on too much. I've been spending my week wisely between I watched a good movie and a great one. I watched Raw Deal and yeah. then Hot Tub Time Machine. You calling that a great movie? I'm just kidding. Oh. It might be awful. Oh, wow. See, I liked it when it came out. It is not good. Uh, Cusack is phoning it in, but he also is kind of the best part. I love John Cusack for the majority of his career, but... I made a huge mistake about 15 years ago when I decided to follow him on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter. You want to get drunk? You want to get super drunk? Mm-hmm. Take a shot every time he uses the term fascist. I think he may be uh, dyslexic. The way he tweets, I wonder if he has dyslexia because he, he's a very smart dude, but he's got a lot of um, gr- grammatical errors. errors or typos in his tweets. You know, I follow him. I enjoy him, actually, on Twitter. But he, I mean, he says a lot of stuff that I agree with, but I just the, the term fascist or fascism he overuses to a crazy extent. And, and he always says in his tweets, like, don't worry about my misspellings, uh, you know. so I know. That's why I wonder if he maybe has dyslexia. I, I wonder. I bet he does. But, um, I mean, he's, he's also, like, he's also a writer. Isn't he written movies and stuff too so whatever old johnny cusack not working too men too much these days every once in a while he'll pop in on something like pop up for the most as part as a Allan poe yeah he'll show up as poe in the raven i think he should continue to perform he's great yes he should be in better movies yes there's no reason he shouldn't be in better movies he's he should take those supporting roles happily and cusack the hell out of it because uh having him out there is great i mean i used to talk about him saying that he's basically, my entire life as a cinema fan has been tied to John Cusack. Right. For, you know, 25 years. I know. And, and he, then he, he took a hard turn. Well, he, he was a good leading man, I think. You know, I think he was one of those guys that wanted to be... I remember he, he, he came up in, you know, comedies in the 80s, and then he regretted that, I think, because he wasn't, didn't showcase him as a serious actor. But then he became kind of a serious actor, was pretty good at it leading man now he's in 
straight to video trash, typically. Stuff that you don't recognize. Cusack, speaking of Cusack, do you see that nude James Bond movie? Huh. I wish. I wish that the James Bond movie showed a little bit more ball Dick. stack, you know? Yeah. Well, they certainly damage them. They do. The oh, man. Casino, was a Casino Royale where he gets mm-hmm. his, his entire dick hurt? Yeah, he gets his eggs broken in that a little bit over and over. Do you um who do you who do you think who you got on the docket for the new James Bond? It's the rumors are swirling. What are some of the rumors? Carrot Top. Okay. Keep going. Ed Sheeran. All right. <laughs> Robert Davi. <laughs> oh my god. I heard Gromit was one of the people up for Oh, <laughs> they're gonna do Claymation Bond, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad idea. But no, I I guess the rumor mill is always uh, Henry Cavill, right? He's up there. Aaron Taylor Johnson. ATJ. Henry Golding. HG. Well, Meredith, Meredith Baxter Burney. <laughs> She's no longer Bernie. Meredith Baxter. What now? Brian Regan? Said, yeah. <laughs> David Crumholtz. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm excited, man. They need to get more Bonds out there. I need to yeah, see... They- they need something to be second or third best spy series out at any given time. I watched it. Oh, I went there. I watched an interview with Matthew Reese. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, sure. And um, from the Americans and um, Perry Mason, and he auditioned for Bond. Whenever they were then, when they eventually cast Daniel Craig, he 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 auditioned, and they said the first question they asked him in the interview was, "Is that your face?" They said. Uh, what, how you know what would you what something what's something you knew you would bring to bond and he panicked and he said a limp <laughs> said i was totally unprepared for the question then he said maybe an eye patch he thought he would get a laugh he said they were not laughing he's too unkempt he's handsome that guy like you haven't seen it like uh in his, his he's still handsome but in his younger days you could see a little bondish and who's he married to i mean carrie russell one of the best i love her who's in a better spy franchise mission possible yeah Barely in that. I can't wait to see what she does in the new one. <laughs> she got like one of the worst deaths in her that eye franchise. Went, her, her eye went haywire. Her brain ex- got exploded upon. Yeah, I mean a bit. Yeah, kind of like a was it psycho level? Is it? It looked like they Janet killed Lee level. Her, they killed her with a uh, excedrin. It looked like they put an excedrin in her. You know, they, they zooped her brain. It was over. And Cruz. He's been reeling ever since, man. He can't get over her death. He can't get over the fact they keep bringing hotter and hotter into the series. She, he was her mentor. They weren't together. And that doesn't change my statement. Is Michelle Monaghan still kicking no. around in that franchise? She over. No. I, they should show what happened to her by the end of the franchise. Yeah. Maybe she has like a wheatgrass stand or something, you know. <laughs> well, how, how are you doing on wheat? You ever take a shot of wheatgrass lately? I love wheatgrass so much. It's hard to get and the machines always break. If you're getting it done right, they have to strain it through that machine, mm-hmm. industrial strain machine, and it gets jammed up. I think it's because people are too lazy to do it, mm-hmm. but they say it's broken. You got to go to a juice. You got to go to a juice place, right? Typically, right. Yeah. they're not really. Yeah. You're not going to McDonald's to get some wheatgrass or something. Yeah, right, right. And I'm I, honestly, I love getting served by Armar Epps, but it's just not the same. <laughs> what do you mean? Explain the joke. Okay. I don't get it. Oh, you don't? Oh, that's too bad. You laughed at it. I was laughing at my joke. What? Tell me the joke. Omar Epps, the star of Juice. Oh, okay. I was trying to connect him to wheatgrass. By the way, Mm -hmm. weed and grass, he should have smoked some before being such a dick. I wonder what will happen. I wonder if he'll rise up in a couple years and tell his side of the story again in a very 
poor way like he's already done but he's gone man he's out he's off the grid he'll be back so we're uh explain yeah, that omar killing. epps joke to me we're killing it still bursting through mm-hmm. we did it we did evil dead rise last and it was a mistake Nobody's seen it, and uh, I think they're afraid to listen to the episode because they don't want to get blown away. We figured we'd go back in time a little bit, start going back to what our bread and butt is. Not so fast. That Evil Dead Rise podcast netted us a new review on iTunes. It sure did. Got another. We nailed yeah, it. It had been probably nine months, ten months since the last no, one. No, no. We got one in uh, December 2022. I looked at it today. Not been that was- long. So six months. Yeah, you oh, rounded uh, up. It's pretty embarrassing. Look, do people are people leaving reviews on iTunes that much? I don't know. Are we one of the few podcasts that can personally thank every review as it comes in? Yes. You, I'm noticing this new thing. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but people being described as toxic. Mm-hmm. People that some of the, I'm sure that deserve it and all that, but I think I think that's a word that gets thrown around a lot. Yeah, a little bit too much, and I think about you know history, like the just the people I've interacted with professionally, and in other people I've been around, the way they've acted professionally and in the world. Every once in a while, you say something stupid, or you or you or you react poorly to something, but that's not toxic. That's just humans, man. And it's it just I don't want people. I'm gonna get toxic this episode. I'm Connect me up to what? Why are you going off on this tangent? No, I just I was reading like it just seemed like I read. Six pieces in the past few days that mm-hmm. included somebody being referenced as toxic in their past. Earth's Earth toxic. Earth's toxic. Earth's toxic. Earth's toxic. Earth's it's a toxic freaking place. Cool your jets, dude. Toxic Avenger. New one coming out. With what's his face? Dink. Dinklage is in there. That's been on. That's been. That's been a long time. They made that one. Yeah, you know why? I think Kevin Bacon's in it. Yeah, go ahead. They just wanted to save money on buckets. Are you excited about that one? Isn't it? Who's in it? No. It's who directed it. Who would know? It's not the. It's not the guy that did Upgrade, is it? It's not the guy that did Hobo with a Shotgun, is it? Oh God! Did you saw that? Of course. How was it? It was fine. Um, T- title was accurate. <laughs> Rutger. Oh my God! What a sweet thing he is. Was I know handsome man? I he saw left some, this- I saw something that he was in. Re, like kind of recently and he was in it like the very beginning he must have done it as a favor or something he like did it with a voiceover and like a face I can't I can't remember and it was kind of big budget oh it was um Blade Runner Valerian I popped on what's it called Valerian in the that's a good decent movie City of a Thousand Planets or right he, I think he's, he shows up at the very the very beginning speaking um, of cancelled Luke you mean Luke Basal oh super cancelled yeah is he still working though I, I feel like that kind of got blown over I don't think French people can get canceled. <laughs> Super Zoom. <laughs> I don't know why it strikes me as so funny, but I think you might be right. He's got four upcoming movies. Dogman, that's an autobiographical film, apparently. Jude and June and John twice, and Lucy 2 in development. They are Oof. plugging away on Lucy 2, finally. Is that Scarlett J? Getting that sequel out to Lucy One. Yes, yeah, Scarlett Johansson wants to is like I'm listening, Luke. What, what's the idea for Lucy Two? But that movie was a huge hit. Remember, it was surprisingly kind of made a lot of money, and I guess that's probably why he got money to make Valerian, and that was a huge fail. But a decent movie. Had a, hard to believe it was a huge fail considering Dane DeHaan was the lead. I, nothing but hits. 
So Dane DeHaan is the lead, but who was the woman? The girl, the one who was the uh, the witch huntress, or the yeah, in she the... played huntress in Suicide Squad, or not the huntress, right. uh, enchantress. enchantress. Yeah. yeah, she's a model. Uh, uh, she's got a cool name, like a French ass name, Salinger Emmanuel Flash. Cara Delvengi. Exactly. Know, I don't know how to say her last name. Of course, somebody else large was in that movie. Who was in? Oh, as like the bad guy. Somebody else great was in that. Clive Owen, Rihanna. Ethan Hawke showed up for like a minute, but you obviously you're talking about Herbie Hancock playing defense minister. What is it? Is that like an homage to uh, his uh, The Fifth Element where he had Tiny Lister playing the president of the universe or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, I, I did a lot of work on, I did a lot of uh, press for Valerian, and I have a photo of me and Luke Besson that I put up on Facebook every once in a while for fun. You did, did you do a press kit for it or something? I did, I did, I did a lot of interviews for it. Spent some time with Luke himself. Spent some time with some of the cast, yeah. And I have a photo of me on the ramp of the spaceship. They were like, uh, who is the Golden Seal guaranteed hit uh, reporter never gets involved with something that's not just perfectly successful? Let's get that. They must have spent a chunk of cash on that one, man. It looked nice. They've retooled it. It's going to show up again. They're going to re-release it on UMD Media, so I'm not feeling too bad. I stopped watching it. Oh. And I turned on... Hot Tub Time Machine. Well, it gets real good in the sequel. The sequel to Hot Tub Time Machine? Mm-hmm. When Cusack didn't come back? Yeah. And they got they replaced him by, with Adam Scott. Yikes. Lizzie Kaplan in that movie, by the way, for a little bit. Loves some Lizzie Kaplan. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's Valerian's, you know, obviously, guys, I, you hear the name, you get excited, you think we're going to do the episode on it. It's going to have to wait because it's a different one. This week on the show, we call the movie Microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We let electricity have its way with us. Wake up dressed for homecoming. We spike a football in the end zone of life. We rip out doll hair while waiting for Ticketmaster to open up. We grant permission to the golem. We grunt when punched. We swear by powdered milk. Surf Michael Bean style. Bleed out in the trenches. And suck a Scotsman. Watch a movie through destroy, disease, sad-ass, mutated mucus eyes that have been membranous since the day we were born. Passing through bladders of air, siphoning the suction as we go, watching the movie, defeating the movie, sucking out, deciding what makes or breaks, sharing it with the likes of you, the listeners. So if we were talking about the war, we talk about the scene where Elijah Wood lets Kate Cost run roughshod in his personal bunker. Talk about the little moments. And there's a horse's ass of him in Raw Deal, guys. What movie? The War. Kate Cost and who? Elijah Wood? Elijah Wood. I barely remember The War. <laughs> That's something you don't hear often, actually. Usually guys have a hat on to remind you they were in the war. So wait a minute. Brown wall cascading, by the way. Of course. Hi, Brown wall. How you doing? Brown wall is wet. But did Kevin Costner direct it? No. No. Couldn't have. Be sure. I mean, even money is on Kevin Reynolds directing it, just uh, because the law of averages. Who directed the war? I will tell you right now, the war. Remember that movie came out on the back of a few Costner hits? Everybody's like, cool, this is going to be perfect. Doesn't even show up when I look at it on IMDb. Me neither, yeah. Am I drunk? No, it's a real movie. Man, it is not coming up. It was renamed Fellowship of the Ring. They spelled one of, there we go. The war was directed by none other than John Avnet, your favorite. Starring one of your favorite live acts, Mayor Winningham. What was the war? Did he was he like a? Did he go on the run? I don't. What's going on in the war? I mean, it's 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 what you would expect. A Vietnam veteran helps his kids battle over a treehouse 
while recovering from his traumatic war experience. Written by Kathy McWhorter. Lex, yeah, this doesn't look like a big movie, and IMDb didn't even recognize it. Episode. Christine Baranski, Lucas Black, and I do recognize some names. Kevin Costner in the news a lot, getting divorced, leaving, yep. probably leaving Yellowstone, getting grumpy, getting getting uh, antsy, wants to step He's, all around, get away, get away. He wants to get I, away, Nick. He wants to make Horizon four movies, and I think the reason he, him and his wife, now it's a big deal. He want they want they want you to respect their privacy mm-hmm. right now. So here I go. I bet you he's going to be on the set of Horizon. And he wants a real doll. You know, he wants something that he can go into the trailer late at night and mm-hmm. and and you know, circle the circle the drain for a few dirty minutes. You know, he doesn't need that extraterrestrial baggage at the home. You know, this is this is like raw deal in a weird way. But it's high, is this your hypothesis? This is what you're presuming. I think Kcos is like I'm going to be working full days. Yes, on my new, you know, this this makeshift residence I've created in Montana that's on the set. It looks like a trailer. It also looks like a mansion. And it looks like I'm going to be getting laid every night. And there's only room in this trailer for me, my young hottie, and about 250,000 of my best friends. <laughs> Who's in that one? Remember we were laughing because he cast some... Logan and Jake Paul in the leads. <laughs> Brian Cox as their son. And then you got the guy who is Mr. Whipple playing the land baron <laughs> the hamburglers in it in character you've got you know terry o'quinn you've got denzel washington dressed as terry o'quinn <laughs> bobby a bear former falcons second string quarterback you've got a lot of just winners in this thing you got Stu sutcliffe somehow he's <laughs> taking a wild swing kevin Costner, on this <laughs> I'm gonna look it up because we we're laughing because you did cast a couple strange people in this thing, and this is for sure his um, dream project, right? Yeah, the after the war. So he got Abby Lee in there, who's who was in that show Florida Man. Have you have you seen any of no, that on Netflix? But she's from she's from Fury Road. She is, and the our movie old. She's an old. You got Michael Rooker in there. Sienna yeah. Miller, Isabel Furman, the orphan herself. <laughs> Sam Worthington, Giovanni Rubisi, Luke Wilson, Mike. Look at this. Will Patton. Everybody. Danny Houston, of course, is going to be in there. <laughs> Will Patton's in every Costner movie, it seems. Kathleen Quinlan in this, playing Annie Pine. You thought Jeff Fahey wasn't in it? You're wrong. He He's yeah. in there. Dale Dickey in this. Yeah. Thomas Hayden Church. I mean, he just, there's no, my man, is is it filming? Yeah, I think the first one's filmed. Wow. I hope. I All bet right. you it's a just a just a joy of a set. Just a constant party. I noticed he didn't have any of his Yellowstone actors coming over doing him a favor. Must he didn't need him. You don't think so? I'd put he, Kelly Riley in there myself. He's digitally recreated Hoagie Carmichael for this. He's doing it right, man. I would I hope it's like a scream type movie. Is that what you think it is? Like a by the way, okay, f- here's here's another thing. Four, I, it's a four part, three hour plus each episode slasher western. <laughs> Be, be absolutely incredible. So I fast forwarded the Scream movie came out on Paramount Plus, and I fast forwarded through it because I couldn't watch it. I can't. I decided I can't watch the Scream movies anymore. And You're they have, have three they, decades late. Have they ever had a reveal that was interesting? Like the first one, yeah, it was. I kind of like the reveal of the fourth one, but other than that, had the killer. That is a, a cursed nightmare franchise that sucks since the jump. 
let me just say this, and I'm going to spoil it. I watched the trailer, and Dermot Moroni's in it, the trailer, and I was like, oh, he must be the killer. He's the killer, of course, but he's not just one of, he, there's three. You know, oh. he's one of, one of the killers. But of course, yeah. and he, Karen Mohoney or his brother. Moroni, yeah. You got to watch, I know you're not going to watch it, but he hams it up so much as the killer when it's revealed. Like, he's doing, he's contorting his face. He just tries so hard to be goofy. I, I, I kind of I love old Dermot. Is this our first raw deal? This is our first. This is our first. It's not our first Dobby, right? Can't be. I mean, it's not our first Arnold. It's not our we, first Arnold. We did Dark Fate. We did, but I don't know about Dobby. It's it's our first Darren McGavin, I think. Our first Catherine Harold for sure. What's Might Catherine Harold most famous for? Do you remember? There is something she was She's in, in a, a ton of stuff. Acc- she was in an acclaimed film and was recognized for it. And then she said, how am I going to take that currency? Raw deal. I for, I, for some reason, I thought that maybe she was the woman in Testament, but it's not her. Jane Alexander? Right? Yeah. Yeah, she kind of looks like her at a sort of. Not really, maybe. Anyway, yeah, go through the cast. You started it, so let's, I, let's finish Paul it. Paul Sheenar. I mean, Paul Sheenar. You know, you got Stephen Hill, Law & Order. You got oh, Leon Rippey. You got Blanche Baker. Blanche Baker? You, you got Sven Olthorsen. You briefly. do, but where? He's a he's a in a bar he's a bar guy in a bar that gets in a, he gets hurt. You got Dick Durock, Sam Wanamaker, man, yep, who left America because he was a communist. Is that true? Yep. Ed Lauder, the great Ed Lauder. Is he still out? He passed. He's great. He left us probably I would say eight years ago. What is he just famous for cop guys and movies or what was it? Was he on like TV too? I can't remember. Uh, he was all, he was everywhere. He yeah. was everywhere. He, he, he said no to nothing and he was, in, he was integrity filled. He was just a, a big old bag of, of, of integrity that walked So you got around. Schwarzenegger in this young, fresh, clean, young, clean Schwarzenegger. And you got Darren McGavin, sounds, the dad. Sounds like my, sounds like my Uber Eats ordered earlier today. You got Darren McGavin from the, from Kolchak and the Chris, a Christmas Story, who is always great and stuff. No exception here. He actually acts his ass off in this movie for some reason because no one else is doing it. Got Victor Argo up in there. Oh, Catherine Harold maybe a little bit too. You got oh. your loud chair in this. I'm sorry. I have to. I, it's, my chair is is kind of loud. That's right. You edit it around it. I need to get a Papasan for the pod. We should we should do it from Papasans. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like pizza that often, though. You know, that's the problem. I don't want to order papasans every single time we do it. Do you ever have one of those? A papasan? Yeah. I grew up with one in my in my family home. I got one in my 20s or maybe early 30s, and it was like my gaming chair for a while. That's probably bad for our 50-plus-year-old backs at this point. Fun to sink into. Now it's like papa fucking vertebra. <laughs> Speaking of being 50, that almost made me spit my coffee out. <laughs> and then they have Mama-sons, which are smaller Papa-sons. I know. Those are cute. Those are sweet. I, I'd use them for a footstool and when I'm sitting in the proper Papa-son, you know? The problem is they make a bigger one, but they had to take it off the market because Charlie Sheen kept trying to contact extraterrestrials with it. <laughs> Papa John? Is that no, why? The, no, the Arecibo. My- Huh? Telesc- the, the radio telescope from Arrival. I thought it was you were talking about that Michael Papajohn or something. Was he not in the Arrival? Where's he? Where's what's he been in that we did? Spider Man. What? He was in Spider Man. He was the thug that killed Uncle Ben. But I don't. I don't know what you're. He was. He was in something. Yeah. I'm not getting the references. 
constantly fighting for film roles with Eddie Little Caesar. <laughs> Explain the joke to me. Um, what's, the, what's the premise of Raw Deal, other than The, the Departed? Well, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a disgraced New York... I guess, is it is he a Chicago cop? He's Secret Service special. He's a, he's not Secret Service. He's a he's a Fed. He's, I he's can't an agent. Zoom in. Is it? He is was he? an agent. Anyway, you get kicked off the force because he uh, beat up a child molester that a person the child that that molested a kid and then killed the kid. But he got no. Not only that, he makes mutilated. a point to mention mutilated. mutilated. It was mutilated afterwards. He brought the perp back with a bunch of broken bones. He got kicked off the force, and what he's he's now a cop. In a small town. Using deductive reasoning, mm-hmm. obviously the perpetrator is white. <laughs> and so he has been kind of slumming it in the small town as like a, as a small town police per, you know, policeman. And his wife has been toiling away. Because if he was black, he'd have medals, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm just saying that his wife is not happy in this town. He's not really happy in this town. And he, beginning of the movie... Um, a witness against, I guess, this crime boss is gunned down along with a bunch of cops that were protecting him. One of the cops was the son of Schwarzenegger's okay, old... Okay, I'm, I'm glad you specified. Because if it was the son, this would be a celestial film. I don't, okay. Of Schwarzenegger's old, like, old like uh, sergeant or something, right? And that guy calls Schwarzenegger back into action says, go undercover and take down this crime boss. I want vengeance for my son. And Schwarzenegger says, great, I'll be right there. Yeah. <laughs> now, this guy is smart because they, he said, I need someone to blend in and go in deep undercover. Let's get Arnold Schwarzenegger to do it. Into the Italian mob. <laughs> He's like, um, do you still weigh you know, 350 pounds of pure muscle? Yeah. Good. That's who I need. Please blend in. You, anyway, so you, that's what happens. Do you he, still talk like a statue with a peach impediment? Brownwall going up off tonight popping off what's going on in your house i think they're trying to dispose of a body upstairs <laughs> so anyway yeah that's that's the premise i didn't do a great job but all you need to know in this is that schwarzenegger is barely undercover in this and causing havoc within these kind of warring crime uh, between these warring crime bosses and who directed this and what a previous episode movie did he direct well john Irvin directed it and i wish that he we had done city of industry because we mentioned it all the time but i don't remember the kytel or tim hutton that's the kytel and dorf movie yeah but you talk you bring that up every once in a while and we have not done it it's kind of it's very forgettable um i don't know what movie have we done with his we did one of the best okay john Irvin, in addition to calling the shots on blanche baker's cake tossing Mm -hmm. also is responsible for the twirl of craig watson's pee-pee Oh my God! He did Ghost Story. He did the hell out of it. He's still working. Of course, still out. He's still directing. He's Irvin a living, killing it, man. He's one of the best we have. He had Never a bad. Had... He had a bad day when he kept telling Watson to twirl his pee pee the other way, and Watson then, yeah, was like I think it would go this way. He slammed his script down, and then Watson talked to the uh, cinematographer, and they reversed the film, so his dick went the right way for Irvin's likings. Speaking of underworld. <laughs> John Irvin so, did Ghost Story. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, the movie does start off with that scene you're talking about, where there's these guys. They're, they're they got a uh, an informant held up, and you know, w- there's this weird sequence of events where we follow the potential killer through a variety of locations on his way there, and we meet these cops who are playing Trivia Pursuit. 
They are, and they, they ask, ask the, the yeah. worst trivia. They ask something that's not even. I don't. They ask the trivia is how many times has John Wayne won an Oscar or something? And then the guy said probably he's like not enough, like and I, not enough, and and that was the answer. No, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. And, but if the answer was anything more than zero, <laughs> then fuck the Oscars because John Wayne sucked. <laughs> sucked. What are you talking about? How great? Dare I mean, you? great movie star, shite actor, just a handful of bags of nickels. I don't think he was a pleasant person. I think he might have been a little racist as well, or if not completely racist. Here's the thing. I can't zoom in on John Wayne. I haven't had time to prepare. I just know about him through, like, sort I of think semi-trivia. I love, I love that John Wayne and John Wayne Gacy and John Wayne Bobbitt all exist. You do? What about in... Um, um, Shanghai Noon? Yeah. I was going to say Shanghai Noon. Of course. I couldn't. I would never have been able to remember it. My brain no longer works. And it's superior sequel, Shanghai Nights. I saw Shanghai Noon in the theater three times, I think. I saw it at least once, maybe twice. That was at the height of my... I loved Owen Wilson. I loved him. I still love him, sort of. But what do you mean, sort of? He's great. I didn't see Paint, his new one. Is it out? Yes. Brown Wall is <laughs> rolling. What in the heck is happening? Giddy up, Brown Wall. So anyway, like... yeah, the, so this is weird. That Nick said the, the camera starts with a shot of an Amtrak train coming in at the camera. The, the movie starts. Super 80s music. So we cut from the train station to a boat. There's like somebody on a boat, and all of a sudden they're in a car, and this, these guys are getting out with sniper rifles, or, or one guy gets out with sniper rifle, and he shoots some of these outside people outside of this like house. He takes out these, silently takes out these security guards, or these guards, I guess FBI agents. And um, then they storm the house, and they blow away like a bunch of dudes. Including, he's got a name like, it's bad, like Blair. His name's Blair, I think. And then uh, the... They kick in a door, and the best is so everybody's the been stiffest, blown away. The, the stiffest. stiffest. <laughs> so, so they kick in this door, right? And so this, the last person, the last FBI guy, is is standing over a, a kind of a cowering, you know, the person they're protecting, this cowering witness, and he's just standing there with a gun pointed at the door, like that's his move, like that's his. I'll wait for him to kick in, kick it in, and then just get shot eleven times. He's so stiff. And then they kill the witness. Now, the thing that's interesting about these guys that intrude in the house, they're very evil looking and, and they have quite, I don't know, their presence, their their presences, I guess, the way that they carry themselves, it's very threatening. And I'm like, oh man, these are great bad guys. You never see them again. They don't come back. <laughs> Where are they? They're so hateable. They're and, great. And Schwarzenegger never gets to even meet them. He doesn't get to kill any of those guys. Did you notice that? Yes, of course. You know why I noticed it? Tell me. Trivia. It's great. I don't know what's happening upstairs. I, I would not be surprised to go up there and see Ed Harris and Mary Elizabeth Mosbantonio at this point. What the elch. <laughs> but so this is the longest brown wall we've ever had. It's 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 long in a weird way though. It's strictly long. Right. My my daughter might be draining the bathtub. And that's not a colloquialism. She loves her bass. Coming back from college last weekend, doesn't get to take bass at school, loves to take bass at home and I think that's what's happening. Is she bubble bathing? She did the, you know, we buy the bath bombs, so she, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, that's dangerous. She, sounds I dangerous. I think she used the Claymore. I think she used the Claymore today. <laughs> when they kill that informant, there's an amazing shot of him of them shooting him from the back of the head, and his it breaks the mirror right where his eye would be. It's a really cool shot. 
Yeah, they said, and they say the cold line to him. They they line him up in front of the mirror, and they go, "You want to be a witness? Witness this!" And they shoot him through the eye, back, you know. And then he he gets to watch himself get shot through the eye. That sucks. And then we meet. The movie's tone changes instantly, and then we meet Mr. Schwarzenegger in mid pursuit of a guy on a motorcycle, a police motorcycle, mm-hmm. a guy dressed as a cop, and there's an, an extended Smokey and the Bandit style with twinkly fun you know, log jamboree music playing. Mm-hmm. As he as he tries to capture this guy, and there's stunts and there's shit, and Schwarzenegger's got his cigar, and he's in an open top jeep, just having the time of his life. Yeah, he's chasing and, a cop. He looks like he's chasing a motorcycle cop. And you're like, oh man, what's he doing? Why is he pursuing a cop? And the guy, and they go through a a, a log, like a facility where they have a, like stacks of of logs uh, on top of each other, and this the, the motorcycle guy does like stunts in there. You know, like rides on top of them. But Schwarzenegger gets ahead of this guy. He takes the shortcut of a lifetime, somehow defying time and space. Right. And then what does he do? It's a baller move. He he pours gasoline in the, the, the in the path where this guy's going to drive, and right as he's about to pass, he throws a cigar and makes it explode the man, and he's blown off his bike. And then and he takes him to his podunk jail. And he explains to everybody that this isn't a cop, this is a person impersonating a cop. And Schwarzenegger's very angry at him, and he and he taps his chest when he says, hey, you, this is all your violations, you're going away for good. And they're trying to show that he's, he's in a menial existence, basically. I'll be honest, I can't concentrate. Brownwall is is in there, man. It's in my Brownwall throwing me off. No, I'm this kidding. Is part of the charm. That's the like third Popeye. member. It's the like, third member is here. It's our spinach. Like Popeye has spinach, we have Brownwall. You know. Yeah. So don't eat. Uh, you know, Popeye. Brownwall. Can I zoom in? Mm-hmm. A little toxic. A little toxic pops. I think he was a good partner in that relationship with Olive Oil. Was he not? It seemed like he was kind of like a good partner to her. What do you think? Couldn't find two uglier people. Just disgusting, weird, disproportionate people that existed for real. So, yeah, he goes home to his disappointed wife, Amy, played by Blanche Baker from 16 Candles. She gets one scene here. One she or- crush, crushes it. <laughs> she uh, has not been told the tone of the film, I guess, and the, the director has confused her and said, you're in a sitcom. Also, it's an action movie. But she, what the, is she doing? What is she's drunkenly she, doing? What she's making a cake, and I got. I just got a fucking. I just had a hot flash. Yeah, and a memory just struck me super hard. This is another movie where I read the movie novelization. Was there more of a, a relationship with his wife in the novel? I cannot be asked to know that. It's been a while. I just remember that I had to really pay attention because. Mr. Schwarzenegger has two names in this movie, and remembering Kaminsky and Brenner takes some serious brain work, and I had to really heave and hoe through that novel that I read cover to cover in anticipation of this movie. 1986, when this one came out. Nick, we were 14, I believe, when this one was... I was 14 years old in public reading Raw Deal, the novel. Was it called Raw Deal? Because, I guess it probably was, because they did change the title of this. Uh, By the way, Mm -hmm. let's pour one out. Brownwell finished up. Yeah, very well done. Concludes. Yeah, so she is making a cake. She has been drinking all day long, and it's a great scene. I love this scene tremendously. So she kind of, Blanche uh, Baker, who is not a bad actress, probably. You know, I don't know her too well. I remember her from 16 Candles. Perfect name for the scene. Uh, gets outacted by Schwarzenegger somehow in this scene. That's rough. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough one. Um, and the cake, and the cake. Outacted by the cake as well. She's drunkenly baking a cake. She's actually frosting the cake. 
And she does something to the cake that I think is very interesting. Tell me. She decorates it with the word shit. Yeah. It shows it to him before she throws it uh, past his head into the into the cupboards. But he said, where's dinner? And she says, you're looking at it. I made two and chocolate it, cakes. His response is the best. What does he say? Th- that is going to make us fat. <laughs> and she says, we're already fat. We're just fat in a different way. We we're here. We're in this, stuck in this town for five years. We've gotten fat in a, like a metaphysical way, right. you know, like in a psychological. All way. these people talk about his crops and weather. For and they God's keep, sakes. and they keep cutting his shorts. There, he's not getting. He doesn't understand. He just heard the word fat and he started panicking. But yeah, you know. So, you know, she's very angry and she's very unlikable. Like, you know, Schwarzenegger is trying to reason with her and she comes off very whiny, drunk, throws food at him. And then they cut away to uh, later, she's asleep on the couch and he lifts her up to go to bed and she gives him a, a polite smooch on the lips. So you could tell that they're very, they're still connected. Plus, he, like, they cut out the scene where he hammers her in that couch. To, like, but it's too late, Nick. The audience already hates this woman. Well, he but he gets his one of his very few one-liners in that scene too, which I love. Say it. You should not drink and bake. <laughs> I like how you should not drink and bake. I said it like a fucking Russian, but I love that <laughs> you should not drink and bake. It's what a good. cute line! What a cute line. He gets Schwarzenegger. I will zoom in real quick. He's a little bit cute in this movie. Like I said, he's fresh-faced. <laughs> He doesn't really look like I read in the trivia and I, I noticed this that they had to teach him how to walk casually and look normal like he's like kind of effortlessly because it took him a while to not be so stiff. And I think he is stiff in this, but he's also very charming. You know, later he becomes, you know, he practice makes perfect. He's a charm machine these days. You know, he knows what he's doing. But he, back here, back then in raw deal days, he was gliding across <laughs> the frame. Just where do you want me to go? Like, there's a shot of him on a motorcycle where he's cruising away from a bomb he just planted, and he does not move a muscle. He's so stiff. Well, I mean, that, that was back when he was just assembled meat that he that could be directed around as if a remote control exactly yes. piece of meat. And I love it, and it's you're right, he is very cute in this. You know, he's obviously, he's got the, the bug in his ear that he needs to mm-hmm. probably figure out a way to get back into the big city for his wife's and his marriage's sake. Perfect timing for Darren McGavin's son to get slaughtered <laughs> because he calls Mr. Schwartz yeah. and says, look, there's an outside chance I you might be able to get your job back. Uh, and Schwarzenegger is, he's like, is this legal? Is this, have you gotten this from anyone? And the no, in <laughs> fact, it's unsanctioned. You're going to be breaking every law. And no one has said you'll get your job back. And Schwarzenegger's like, well, let me blow up a billion-dollar installation to fake my death real quick, just for you, mister. And he does. Now, so he does fake his death, but I don't understand why. Like, I I understand, I guess he has to fake his death, but I guess, I mean, for the movie. But there's no body in the car, right? He just blows up a car. He probably, you know, put, like, some lamb shanks or something in there with it. But Fair enough. He blew it up. I, I would say forensic technology in this podunk town was probably limited. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why he couldn't tell his wife. It's like, hey, hey, Amy, I've got an end to get us back to where you want to be. It's going to require me to blow up a factory and pretend I'm dead. Can you pull, can you pull a few Gs while I'm becoming a, a fake gangster? She's like, you know, you just made my dreams come true. We're going back to Chicago. I will pretend you're dead as well. Instead, he doesn't tell his wife... 
He blows up this facility that did nothing wrong. That's going to cost somebody many dollars. Yes. But on that, a whim that he might get his job back that sort of sucked. I think he may have jerked off on the on the wreckage, maybe. Leave some DNA. Darren McGavin <laughs> has fashioned him a an identity, the worst identity. Do you think they have him fake his death because they're worried that there's only one person on Earth that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger and talks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, so they have to kill, you know, if he has to fake his death, so then he can have some kind of twin in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because they, they could so easily trace him back to another cop because you know, he just he's unmistakable is that what's going on no they i don't think they had the technology back then actually it's probably easier to find him because there's probably not a lot of pictures of him out there except for the fact he blew up in a factory just recently yeah i don't know i don't know it's irrelevant it's an 80s action film but the name that he has given is joseph p brenner and that p irritates the shit out of me in this movie because when he's introducing himself to the villains, he introduces himself as Joseph P. Brenner, which has no one has ever introduced themselves with their middle initial. Not even Paul F. Tompkins has done such a thing. What do you think that P stands for? Well, we, he tells us what it stands for. I didn't hear it. What? Ed Lauder, uh, there's a scene where he, he gets jumped by these thugs in an alleyway, and he beats yeah. them. And, and Ed Lauder shows up to bust it up, the cop. Yeah. And he's looking at his license, and he goes... What? Joseph P. Brenner, what does the P stand for? And Schwarzenegger goes, Oh, yeah. Pussy. That's right. <laughs> Which had to be an ad lib. That had to be an ad lib. Well, that's interesting <laughs> that he would say that because no one spends a movie more platonic in action hero history than Schwarzenegger in this film. Right. He encounters a, uh, you know, obviously a fetching young woman a, a babe played by Catherine Harold and she is very hot for him and he only wants to be her friend because he is very committed to the wife that we all hate <laughs> that they make us hate and they make you like Catherine Harold and you, the whole time you're going what's happening why isn't he with her like why why is he just hanging out with her she's cool she's got a gambling addiction it makes her cooler to me you know we we like that she, she's like, let me lose uh, a, a thousand of my best friends. He's like, no, let me lose one hundred fifty thousand of my best friends. Anyways, <laughs> I don't understand. So, so there's a there's a rival crime lord. There is played by Stephen Hill from Law and Order, who's mm-hmm. dead as the day is long right now. The weirdest, dressed like right, Columbo, is somehow a crime lord. They dressed him the worst. They the dressed crime him- lords in this are suspect. I mean, they are. Very mid, kind of like mid-level corporate America-looking dudes. I guess and on very, purpose, but and very overt in their in their crime shenanigans. Other one played by, like you said, Sam Wanamaker, yeah. who I imagine is R.I.P.ed as well. Oh, he is deader than so is Paul Shinar, one of the early casualties of AIDS. Is that true? Yeah, he's actually good in that. He's really good in this. I think. Yeah, and the one scenes. thing I do love. So Robert Davi is the underling of the underling, and the underling is Paul Shinar, and the overling is. Wanamaker, both underlings are 100% right in every suspicion they have about Arnold Schwarzenegger in this. Yes. They are onto him. They they are right to not trust him, and they die because of it. It's great. But he jacks up Mr. Um, Stephen Hill's, one of his rackets. Right. Because he's, he's, they're cheating at roulette. Continuing our theme in the movie Microscope, mm-hmm. he drives a truck through a building. He does. We are on a tear right now of vehicles entering and exiting buildings. 
He in this scene where he he's basically doing this to prove his worth to the other crime boss, right? To to kind of get his bona fides, and so he proves that this this place is cheating at craps, causes a riot, starts beating up everybody in there, and at one point throws some. But there's a there's like a, a vent hanging, you know, in the ceiling. Is there, he, no, is, there's a, a um, what, what is call it? it? A support. Yeah, supporter of it's something, and he throws the guy over like he. It's a wooden throws beam. Him. I don't think it's a wood. I think it's a vent. It's a wooden beam. Just watched it. Zoom in. It's two hundred percent. Whatever he does, he for some reason they have Schwarzenegger launch this guy into the air over that thing. And the great thing is the guy is up there perfectly healthy, just looking like, all right, this is my home now. He's not. He's not hating it. He's not too hurt. Basically, right. he just gets thrown up into the air. But now, but if Schwarzenegger, if it was five years later, he would have said, "Be me aboard," with the rolling R's, just like a Russian. But he uh, definitely then drives a uh, he commandeers a truck and drives it through this place just to give it one more final. I don't know, like what do they? What do you think? Just kind of like spike the football, so to speak. It's like know? when it's like when DiCaprio fucks up with those Rhode Island guys in The Departed, right? Just to get the attention of this movie Costello. does have some Departed. I have to say, it has some links to The Departed. Well, half the cast is Departed, too, which helps. So he goes, and, and Robert Davi uh, and Paul Shinar are there at this club. So there's you know, one of their one of their facilities, and he wants to get in there. So he makes a point to tell Leon Rippey, playing a, a henchman, I think it's Man in Tux in the credits, yeah. that he's the thorn in that guy's side, basically. And they give him, you know, they, they have a conversation, and, and Schwarzenegger is playing cool. He's from Miami, his character. He's playing cool and, and cocky, and, like, he doesn't give a shit about anything, yeah. And, and he's reading into their busy, and he says a line that I hate. Okay. But down in Miami, we could tell everything by the flow of the blow. That's what Schwarzenegger says. Yeah, it's a tough line. I don't know if it's lifted from that tremendous novel, but... Those go, those guys are suspicious. He meets Catherine Harold, gives her a, a grand in casino money, which she's thrilled about. Well, they give it. They give Schwarzenegger the thousand to play, and he gives it to her. Right. Because they had a co- brief connection prior to the to him going into this office. He sees her at a table, and they do some flirting, and then he comes back out and gives her all those chips. That just sets them up for a little bit of a. They have a meet cute. They end up kind of going back to his place at one point, getting drunk. But what's happening is that she's been hired by Robert Davi to kind of get his information to kind of you know relay the passport info the driver's license and he is aware he knows so that's the cutest thing they go home schwarzenegger's (laughs) playing drunk and okay and they're both drinking having a good time uh he says one thing they go to the bedroom because one thing i like about bedrooms there's always there's usually a bed in there that was his line he's giggling and he falls (laughs) into the bed she starts to undress him, and he falls asleep, okay? And so mm-hmm. she's disappointed because she sees his muscles. She's very attracted to his muscles. Right. But he's he's gone. And so that's when she does her little investigating. But what, what you hear as she's doing the investigating and calling in to Robert Davi, you hear this Schwarzenegger snoring. And then they cut <laughs> they cut to the room, and he's standing up, uh, listening, but snore, like snoring, you know, pretending to be asleep, which is maybe the cutest thing I've ever seen him do. <laughs> that is incredible. And Catherine Harold was always known for her cleavage, and that was the other part that he was good at pretending is like he didn't want to go haywire on those things. Well, that's the thing. She even mentions later when she calls him out. She goes, "I." When she finds out like that he's married, you know, later, she's like, "I've been wondering why you've been sitting on your hands." And she goes, "I got all this great equipment." She says. You know, right. but I didn't know she was known for that. But I just know that she was um, like I want. I just I'm just trying to think of what else she's been in because I, I recognized her, but I just uh, I don't know what from. Not in a narrow c- corridor. 
With them haymakers. Let's see. She was in like... No, there's a famous real movie that she was in that she was famous for. Well, she was in The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper, of course. Might be Modern Romance. She's in Into the Night, but it's she doesn't have... She's not the... Michelle Pfeiffer's the star of that, so... I think it's Modern Romance that she's... And she's in Nightwing, the movie I keep trying to get us done. The Modern Bat- Romance is what I might know her from. That's, that's the, the Al- upper Al- album. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's the one. Which is a great movie. That's what I must recognize her from. But, like, I know she's on TV a lot, according to IMDb. She's still working. No, she's not. She's a therapist now. She quit acting, and she's a therapist. Oh, you're right. Yeah, last role is 2011. She's like, I, I've worked with the best. Now I'm going to go solve She's in Heartbreakers. Oh, she, oh, that's the movie you're thinking of. She was in The Best Legs in 8th Grade. As Leslie Applegate. Okay. What in the... She's, oh, my God. She's in a movie called The Sender. Have you heard of this? Yeah, it's a horror movie, right? But guess who's in it? Alice Ghostly. A very young Zelchko Ivanek is in it. Yeah, he was in the trailer. It was a, I remember that. Plays The Sender. Yeah, the, he, you remember the trailer? He's like, there's, they're doing like a test on him or something like that? He's very young, Nick. It's a, he's a young man in there. I've never seen him looking young. Costner's pissed because that was the name he wanted for The Postman, and they fucked him. It's for twelve bucks. We can own it. It's got her. It's got Paul Freeman, Belloc himself, Shirley Knight. Yeah, this has got it. Oh, director of Battlefield Earth. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening, guys. Get get your calendars wet and hot for the sender. It's not too long from now. So Joseph P. Brenner is now roaming the countryside with these thugs. Yes, getting in their good graces, doing menial things. You know, giving them advice. Sure, being doubted. Uh, and he's Robert Davi's sort of right-hand man, and Robert Davi can't stand him. And there's a bunch of scenes where well, uh, Dav- Davi obviously wants to put his body between the legs of Catherine Harold. Yeah, he's interested. And, and she is not, somehow. He does have these, like, bulletproof pickup lines that she doesn't go for, which is, it's like almost like a sci-fi movie that she doesn't fall for it. I want to remember when she, they're talking, and he says, remember that, that horse that we were looking at? I bought it. Things like that, you know. Yeah. She's just all over Schwartz. Even though she's supposed to be spying on Schwartz, she's all up interested in Schwartz. She's yeah. having a blast with him. And then they cut to the barn with the unfed horse withering away. It's like, you can't even maintain this damned horse. I just it's think... It's the pockmarkedest horse I've ever seen. So one thing, when we talked about that truck, when he drives the truck through this gambling hall or this, this restaurant, wherever they are, did you notice... It ex- the ceiling caves in, the floor above caves in, and you know what falls out. Did you see? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. A shitload of mannequins. They fall Another out. theme that we're they dealing with spill right out. Now. Yeah. yeah. That was a bunch of Schwarzenegger's acting coaches. <laughs> remind, me, remind me of our favorite uh, mosaic of ceiling bodies <laughs> a little bit. And Catherine Howard's like, why don't you drive your truck through my fucking warehouse anytime soon, pal? He could not be more or less interested in her sexually. He keeps going, hey, you want to go to a movie and, like, you know, go to Steak and Shake after or something like that? You know, he's like, let's talk. Let's, What's let's... going on? And she could not, she cannot wait to hop Cannonball into his jeans, you know, and he's <laughs> just not interested into his tight jeans. And he's masturbating to her image nightly. And he's like, come on. You gotta... He's not. No, he is. He's he's that's no crime. He's not committing a crime <laughs> when he's handling it. He's very faithful to his wife, and it doesn't make any sense. They're always going on dates. Like he's always hanging out with her. It's like he's he's teasing her. He's like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch your butt, but we can go all around town. I'm gonna buy you dresses and get in mm-hmm. fights in your honor. I'm gonna loan you money at the casino. You know, I'm gonna snore near you. 
but you ain't getting what I got. But it's fine. There's a scene where they go into this, uh, I guess, a gay nightclub. Or yeah, a, a, drag, yeah, of course. Drag, a dra- and, there, and there's a song playing. You hear, do you remember the song? Huh. It's, it's If Looks Could Kill. Oh, wow. And uh, it's it's a really 80s song. And I looked it up. It was, it was performed by a lady named Pamela Stanley. And I thought, could it possibly be the same song that is the title track for the Richard Grieco classic? And? It is not. There's another song called If Looks Could Kill in If Looks Could Kill, but I had to give Pamela Stanley some ups. Okay. That song was later covered by Heart. Nice. So she got paid out. She is still performing, Pamela is. So good Here's for her. Here's the thing that's such a wild ride of that Zoom, because you you dug in about this song, and then you're like, you know, you know the Richard Classic, Greco Classic, and I'm like, yeah, oh, man, that song was in there. No, it wasn't. And I'm like, okay, that's not a Zoom, really, but then you... Then you then you doubled down. You got in there. You I came went, up with the Zoom. I spent time reading about her and her famous brother, who's also a musician. So, Paul Stanley? No, no, it's some other guy. But uh, I just love that this awful song in this awful 80s club bore fruit. And I can't help but wonder if, if maybe Cameron Crowe and Ms. Wilson, who was then his wife, were sitting down mm-hmm. nuzzling, and, and, and they were watching... Raw deal, and she had a sparkle. She's like, I need to talk to Ann or Nancy, whichever one isn't me, <laughs> and, <laughs> and get the rice of this slumper. I believe he was married to Nancy Wilson. Okay, so the, the movie is just going absolutely into overdrive at this point. You know, bodies are starting to stack up. Mm-hmm. Darren McGavin has a giant tape running in his apartment for some reason, because this is an unofficial thing. There's this corrupt former uh, employer of, of Schwarzenegger that's in cahoots with the mob. All sorts of crazy stuff going mm-hmm. on. And he's slowly working his way under their fingernails, Mr. P. Brenner. He's somehow doing it because he's not. it's not very elegant what he's doing. He's like a bull in the china sh- uh, like a china shop the whole time, but, he, but it's working. Like everything's kind of always swings in his favor, even if you don't completely understand what he's doing. My favorite thing is so, at some point, one of the bad guys screams or somebody screams, the phrase he's up to his ass now you know you heard the phrase is up to his neck obviously he's, up to, he's his... up to his ass in something like he's up to his ass in you know debt or whatever right which doesn't seem like it's not that big a deal right you know what i'm saying it's like you're yeah. kind of up to yeah. up to your ass it seems like it's just kind of part way bad you're still standing up no, no fear of drowning you know yeah especially schwarzenegger's got a pretty low hanging ass too <laughs> Sounds like a compliment. Yeah, he's yeah. up to his ass in that. Yeah. The only thing he's not up to his ass in is Catherine Harrell. <laughs> it's unbelievable that he's Did not you see with her. Her character's name is unfucked. Well, it's just like unbelievable he's not with her because they are basically dating. His wife is awful and was mean to him. His wife is is definitely making making slaps with somebody right now. Getting that grief dick over in the small town. Yeah, they're like there's a banner hanging over City Hall says a small town mourns, and Amy is in the rectory getting slammed out. But the the thing is, like if he, if he was with Catherine Harold in this movie, we don't have to keep talking about this. Um, <laughs> yes, we do. You wouldn't care. Like you would be like, good for him. Like at least he has some love in his L- life. He's undercover, like for real right now. But I guess they thought that would be a bridge too far, and they they didn't do it. But it's just like his like they like I said, they go out of their way to make his home life insane like just awful. i mean if it's missionary you know as long as he's not rimming her or something i think it's fine you know if he's eating her ass nice and clean then maybe he might be violating his sacred oath but if he's just three pump chump or whatever you call that pulling a, a matt mcconaughey on her it's fine 
Anyway, they don't get into the sheets. At one point, she does take her dress off in a restaurant and throw it at him. While Robert Davi watches. Mm-hmm. And then she, then she gets mad at Schwarzenegger, takes her dress off, throws it at him, and then, like, basically throws a drink in Robert Davi's face and, like, pushes him. And, and, oh and Schwarzenegger's the one that just told you he was married. The hardest part of his performance in this movie was trying to fold that dress and place it on the seat next to Yeah. He's at his t- dinner table trying mm. to fold this dress awkwardly as shit. Right. He's ne- the, there's a, the face of a man who has never folded a dress in his life. And I have to tell you, Robert mm-hmm. Davi, seeing this, I thought there was going to be a bond. I thought I kind of wanted them to be sort of friends. Right. But they Me don't. Me too. Cause, they, cause, they never become friends. And in fact, they say... I don't think he sort of like I don't think we'll ever be friends to him. Right. Robert Davi did there's one point he poses for a picture with Schwarzenegger at a party. Oh my god, I love it. And at, he puts uh, Robert Davi puts his arm around Arnold's shoulders and then plays with his ear. He pinches his ear. And then we get to watch those photos getting developed. They do. Yeah, cuz he really is do it's 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 a it's nefarious what he's doing. He's he's trying to track down who this guy really is. I think that's pretty smart of John Irvin. He's like, uh, later on, we're going to show these finished photographs, and we need the audience to know how they go from being inside the camera to being in their hand. No one understands how photos happen. So Davi takes that picture, and he gets, he's like, hey, is this, he, he talks to a guy that he knows, and he's like, is this John P., whatever his name, Brennan, what is his last Brenner. name? Brenner. And uh, the guy's like, no, I know that guy. It's, this isn't him. And so Davi knows the jig is up. He knows that Schwarzenegger not, is not who he says he is. So what do they do? Well, he's, he says, are you sure it's not him? And he's like, the John P. Brenner I know doesn't know a cake is fattening. So they go to, Davi picks Schwarzenegger up with his other henchmen, and they go, they say, hey, we got to kill this guy at a graveyard. And uh, Schwarzenegger's like, okay, I'm undercover. Let's do this. Broad daylight, they go to a graveyard. There's a man kneeling there. All three of them pull out their guns. The guy turns around, Darren McGavin. Uh, I was going to say, it's Antonio Banderas and Stallone wearing a cast. And so Schwarzenegger plays it cool. He's super undercover. He only, he only says this, Harry? <laughs> like, it's like his it's best a, friend. Yeah, he broke character a little bit. <laughs> and Davi knows that they know each other, and he starts to basically shoot. Everybody starts shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger barely, he never is in danger of getting hit. At one point at the end, he gets shot in the arm, and it doesn't matter. No, he, he's, he actually likes it. Yeah, and so he dispatches the baddies here. But Darren McGavin gets shot a lot. But we know they're not going to kill him because otherwise Schwarzenegger is going to be really left hung out to dry. Mm-hmm. So they keep him alive for Schwarzenegger's sake. Right. And he's like, I don't have anything to live for. My son is a decedent, and I am breaking every law with Schwartz, but he makes it. Lil Miller's crossing like this scene. Did you notice? Oh, yeah. Because they're really kind of leading Schwarzenegger to his death here. It's like a better Miller's Crossing. There's also, they kill, before that, they kill Mr. Stephen Hill in one of the longest car chases of all time. It goes on forever. They do, but the car gets destroyed. He gets blown out in that car. It crashes to his blown up death. (laughs) There's something else I like about Mr. Joseph P. Brenner. Mm -hmm. he, He wants to protect Catherine Harold because... You know, she's not put out anything for him. But there's a part where they're at a restaurant, and she's baffled why he ain't living inside of it. And, and he and he admits that he's married. He right. tells her the truth. And in a movie like this, typically they don't find out the truth till the very end. Sure. He tells her early on, early enough on so that it's, it's kind of cool. And then, you know, he wants to be her protector. He wants to send her off someplace safe. 
right. take care of her, and which I, I like that. I like that part of the movie. That was nice. Yeah, he gives her a lot of money. That's like, wait, why does he give her so much money at the end? I guess she's in danger of even though the bad guys are super dead and forever, forever dead. There's no bad guy left. He killed all the bad guy. He still gives her a shitload of money and sends her off on a plane to to wherever. Right? Smart move. Smart move. Oh. Little Casablanca-ish there. At Smart the end. move because she went and she started Freshens yogurt with that money. So anyway, what about the scene where Schwarzenegger is, you know, going through uh, this, um, I guess this like, what a construction site and just like destroying all the bad guys. Like he's in a car in a convertible playing. Uh, he's Rolling in a Stones. he's in a quarry, quarry because yeah. every action film has to have a quarry in it. But okay, so yeah, look, he did, he remembers late in the film that he's not dressed like the Terminator, so they fix that. Yes. And he dresses the hell like the Terminator and starts killing planet Earth. <laughs> he goes to this place. He starts shooting all these guys. Uh, they're up on, like, standing on top of the rocks, top of the sand and stuff like that. And they fall. There's this weird scene where this he shoots a guy in a jean jacket. They cut away to the you inside. you got to narrow that down. So he, he shoots and the guy starts rolling down the sand, right? And then they cut to the inside of a building where all the bad guys are kind of, like, gathering their shit because they heard, like, gunshots go off. Then they cut back to a dummy. I guess that's the Jean Jacket guy. A dummy that that falls like in a rock breaker. Do you, did you see the scene? Of course. Like, of it's course. just like a. And I'm like, I forgot who that was. I was like, it looked like the people left the building and then one of them fell accidentally into this rock breaker. But it was the guy that was sliding down after he got shot. It's a weird cut. I'm trying to say. You got more than cut. You got zooped. I love that though. I love that when Darren, Darren McGavin they they took they made it personal. So he's gonna go kill Planet Earth. Mm-hmm. I love it because all of a sudden this guy who we've, we've sort of fallen in love with is this sort of – I mean he fi- he fights a lot of guys, but he doesn't do any real killing. And then he goes into a different mode altogether. And for the rest of the film, he is slaughtering everybody. He kills everybody, and they, he also gets away with another cute moment in this. He gets out of that car, and he starts walking under like a truck, like a cement truck or something. you, you remember this? No. And Schwarzenegger, like this truck is rolling, and he's just under it. Standing up, walk, kind of walking as prote- uh, protection, but it is just—it's a quite a sight. He's just looking so cute. And, and Robert Dobby is dead by this point, yes. Oh, super dead! He got killed in the graveyard. Yeah, convenient. Yeah. But he straight then, up massacres these guys. And then he goes to headquarters and decides to kill everyone there. A yes. lot. No, no, no more undercover. No more pretending he's this guy. He just goes and shooting. And I uh, love it. I love it because he goes and he—he he literally does massacre every living body in that room. That he really build. does. Yeah, it's like it's like people get shot many times. At one point, he does get shot in the arm, but for the most part, he's gleefully killing these people. Yeah, because that was where he kept his body fat, so it's perfect. And then Paul Shinar is dispatched from planet Earth, and then Sam Wanamaker leaves Earth's graces. Yeah, he starts to run away, and Schwarzenegger, of course, just like the hero he is, shoots him in the back, and then he stands over him, and he dumps a bunch of pills on him. Now, the best is at one point, there's a couple of things that I noticed that we skipped over, but at one point there's a the scene where this bad guy, Sam Wanamaker, is at his desk, you know, talking to his lieutenant and whatever, and Schwarzenegger. And there's a there's three big bottles of pills on his desk. Of course. So I guess he had some trouble health troubles. Or he was in, or he was into popping pills. It there's the also 80s. a scene when Schwarzenegger's on a bar and there's a he you know, he's he's being a, his badass self, his sarcastic self, and there is a ton of of bowls of nuts. There's maybe like six, five or six bowls of nuts and then empty bowls stacked by him. He's framed by nuts, which is... The opposite anyway. of Catherine Harold, yeah. 
And that's the scene where Sven Thorson appears, I believe, who is always tied to Schwarzenegger. I think they were workout buddies back in the Pump and Iron days. Sure. And he always gave him work. And, and Sven Ohl actually kind of had a ni- has has had a nice little career. Always always like seeing him. It's a great name. Oh my God! Yeah, one of the best. And then so of the, course he's yeah okay let's go. He's the, no, the cops come to the crime after Schwarzenegger just destroys everybody. He kills even kills one of the judges on his previous case that's corrupt. Well, like, the corrupt the corrupt guy. Yeah, he kills everybody. He's like the angel of death. And then the cops show up to the scene and they they show this guy slipping on blood. Because there's so much blood on the ground. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's it. Schwarzenegger is now back into nice guy mode. He killed everybody. And I love that then Ed Lauder shows up, and he doesn't arrest Schwarzenegger. No. He's like, I had a f- sneaking suspicion you were playing some silly game. You're you're free to go. You only killed literally everybody in this building. Good work. Uh, he does go to the airport and sees old Catherine Harold off, gives her a bag of money, tells her to skedaddle, gives her a little... High five on the way out, little nudges her and goes, "Ha ha, see you later, buddy." Here's and, uh, more. Here's a complete dearth of dick once more. And, he, and she watches her plane like just taxi away. Like they have a long shot of him staying there, and they, as the plane carefully like just kind of rolls out. And of you frame. see the pilot look back, and he's like, "Hubba hubba hubba." You see them. He's like, "I gotta adjust for the the airspeed." All right. So, and here's where the movie gets super cute again. All of a sudden, it's Awakenings. <laughs> he goes to visit the physical therapy session of Darren McGavin. That's how the film decides to end. And he catches the audience up on, yeah, he, he went back and Amy was a little disappointed that he was not a dead and that he wasn't an alive. And he knocked her out, right? He knocked her up with mm-hmm. a child. He did. She's pregnant. Yeah, well, he, he thinks it's his child. He hasn't been home in several months and she's bursting out but anyway there's a scene where he basically sweet talks Darren McGavin into healing yes Darren McGavin doesn't want to walk he's he's given up on trying to walk this this uh physical therapist is there she's trying to coax him into you know getting out of his chair and he won't do it Schwarzenegger makes him do it and he takes some steps and they have a nice bonding moment he goes you have to you have to survive you have to teach me how to be a dad because I'm going to be a dad something that's never happened in the history of physical therapy the nurse is tearing up at this she is, yeah. Normally the nurse is, is looking at her watch like, I've got a 7 o'clock. She's, she's like tearing up. And then the movie ends in the very best way a film ever could end. Okay. A freeze frame. Every film should end with a freeze frame. I agree with you there. So does Jay Giles. But it's 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 him and Darren McGavin embracing. Darren McGavin says about the, the cutest and the most, the smartest thing in this movie is when Schwarzenegger is trying to motivate him and he's like, yeah, you're the godfather. And he goes, I don't have to walk to be the godfather. That's what he says. It's truth. He's, tr- I mean, he wins the debate. <laughs> um, and then Schwarzenegger leaves. Fuck you then. <laughs> it's a, it's, and the movie's, it's a charming little movie. I, I enjoyed it. Then he, then uh, he, descri- to Darren McGavin, he describes his, describes his relationship with Catherine Harold and Darren McGavin shoots himself. <laughs> and then the credits roll and, what did you see in the credits in this film? I saw some great names in the credits. Did you? I saw a few. Not as many as I hope, but there's... I mean, I, in any movie that features Leon Rippey is already at a disadvantage because everybody's trying to catch up. Yeah, what memorable names did you see? I saw a bunch. All right, give, I, me, an, give me an initial. So, I'm going to start with this, maybe the strongest. Okay. VDS. Don't have it. Vince Dedrick Sr. <laughs> I'm going to throw you another initial. Mm-hmm. R. <laughs> I didn't see it. 
Roby. R-O-B-E-Y was in this film. Is he part of the cast? There's a female. Uh, she played one of the girlfriends. Her name is Roby. I got J-H in here. Don't have it. Jerry Hay. Jerry Hay. H-E-Y. Uh, let's go with C-H. I don't have C-H. Cliff Happy. <laughs> I got his good friend, though, J-H. Don't have it. John Hately. <laughs> <laughs> I've got their chef friend, R-F. I have R-F. Ralph Foodie. <laughs> F-O-O-D-Y. Do you have K-S? Nope. Ken Sprunt in here. <laughs> I only have one more, and it's R. The initials are R-P-B. R-P-B. No. R. First initial is R, period. R. Picket Bug. <laughs> what? Bug with two Gs, which makes it even better. That's inc- that's maybe the best name then today. In- okay, who was this movie written by? I don't remember. Ken oh. Solars. Okay. Solar with a Z at the end. Almost like Avery Tolars from the firm. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. I mean, I got Robert Testerman, but that's I, all right. I saw him too, yeah. What about you? You got y- Yvonne Axworthy? I don't. Not a bad one, but you know, I think we got some good ones. Roby. Roby might be the best of that last one, <laughs> Bug. Look, man, movie's over, but there's that little buzzing sound still in your ears, and it ain't tinnitus, dog. You gotta get a tattoo from Raw Deal on your body. No. What you, what you getting? I'm getting the Trivial Pursuit game. These 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 FBI guys at the beginning sitting at the table playing Trivial Pursuit, a two-person Trivial Pursuit game. They were having a nice relaxing time. Yep. Kicking back, and the one guy is holding up the card and reading it into the other guy, and it's not the John Wayne question. Okay. And underneath the, the, the tattoo it says... How many times did we get shot in this scene? <laughs> Collectively. That's what he's asking him. It's pretty great. I have a, like a wide angle of this movie set for Raw Deal. Okay. And then God hanging onto a cloud, reaching down to bless the set. He like got his, He's hanging from a cloud, but he's stretching mm. down with his finger to bless the set. Sure. But God's like ripped like Arnold. Oh, of course. Yeah. And he's also yeah. smoking a cigar like Arnold. Also, God is Arnold. <laughs> Bless the set. Yeah. I mean, it felt that way. Yeah. God had one rule. Set. Make sure to keep that relationship PG yeah. or lower. I want her to have no sensory pleasure in this film, if possible. Okay. Mission accomplished. The movie's over. Credits are over. But lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end, man. A little extra scene at the end of the movie. Oh, what man, you got? yeah. Mine's pretty good. Uh, Amy is nursing the new baby, and it's deal- dealing with a severe diarrhea bout. She is beside herself. She's, she's got the kid in her arm, sucking on her blo- uh, her her her, her tweet. Her, you know, her, her know how it works. Yeah, know <laughs> how it works. Right. I can get there. And there's creeping poops coming out of the side of the diaper at the same time. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible thing. So she's like, Kaminsky, I need you to help me here. I need you to go into the child's room and get some wipes. And he, he's on the couch, and he's reading a newspaper. He does not want to do this. He, he doesn't want to deal with the poop. So he walks out the door, blows up a factory, and never is seen again. <laughs> Just sad, actually. <laughs> Thanks for going into such detail describing <laughs> the baby's poop. <laughs> My scene is the Shannon, the played by Darren McGavin. He's walking like a champ now because he's got robotic legs. He's got these gigantic <laughs> kickers on him. They have bolted... These almost like robo cop, I don't know how to put it. Just picture just these, just like metal metallic boxes around his legs, 
and he's and he's he can he's like, a, he's like a superman right like he can do things that he's never done before he can kick a car oh. across the road you know he's just super strong you know it's just this it's just that they do that they show all the stuff he's doing and then they just cut to schwarzenegger who's super depressed and upset because he just doesn't have those capabilities he's not as strong he wants he wants he's jealous of the robot legs what do you think it sets up for a sequel let's arm wrestle that's what arm- he says oh yeah <laughs> well what would it's your okay. se- what would your sequel be since you mentioned it raw deal so it's is it <laughs> they should have done it was this a hit no i mean modest no. what's your plot yeah. though i don't know what about you what would you have one mine's called raw deal mm-hmm. and it, the premise is pretty great darren mcgavin had another son who was a fireman oh no and he is killed in an awful apartment blaze oh no yeah and arnold is he's calls arnold He's got him on speed dial, and Arnold doesn't even hear the first sentence. And he's, I'm, I'm your man, and he blows up a goddamn factory and hides his identity forever. He takes a little piece of that fire with him, and he goes undercover as fire to try to get that fire that kicked the son's ass. Oh, my God. He's, that's incredible. He's an elemental version of Arnold, just kind of creeping around in, in these tenements waiting for the fire to resurface. It's kind of the similar plot. Does he go nuts at the end? Yeah, sure. There's a simmering pot. Who's flirting with him, and and he just will not deliver. What about you, Shannon? Darren McGavin's character is bleeding out. Schwarzenegger comes over to get dad advice. He's like, "I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I don't. You, you promised me that you teach me how to be a dad, and I don't know what to do." And um, he goes into the kitchen. He hears a moaning sound. I'm listening. And Darren McGavin's on the kitchen floor, blood streaks and stumps where his legs used to be. His sentient legs <laughs> have called it quits on him. They've run off from his body, taken his destroyed legs with him, the lower half. She's just cut off at the knees. Oh. And he says, Schwarzenegger's cradling his friend, and his friend's dying words are, please, you know, don't let, retrieve my legs, bring them back, and bury them with me, you know? So that's what it is. It's Schwarzenegger has to go pursue these sentient legs. And he calls Catherine Harold, of course, to come back and help him. <laughs> you know, so they can go get coffee every once in a while and talk about news what do you think i like it that's it i mean i'm trying to make the leg thing funny i just i've had two chances and it didn't work <laughs> does he get the legs i mean we'll find out in the third one you know? oh, okay i mean hers <laughs> um look you're in the movie you've been added to the running time of raw deal and it's now it's time for you to shine out what shape does your performance take that's a good question i'm joseph p renner no uh, yeah i also have slick back hair and all that and i'm mm-hmm. Low-level crime guy. Kind of want to get into that group, you know? I don't look like Arnold. I've got 11 Aaron Neville moles on my face. So it's it's been a hindrance. Of know? course. Yeah. But uh, I finally get the courage mustered up to go interview. I, I see all these lights, police lights. I see Schwarzenegger leaving with a cigar. I'm like, huh, there must have been an event at this hideout, but I'm going to still go in, see if they want me to work in their organization. So I kind of tiptoe in there, get go under the police tape. I see all these injured guys on the ground. I'm like t- trying to interview with each of them. You looking for someone? Joseph P. Renner is. He, he can't get a break, man. No, no, they're not hiring. What's the P stand for? <laughs> Puce. He finally gives up. He's like, I'm gonna go take a huge shit. He goes in the, in the restroom where no one has been shot, and he 
looks up in the ceiling tile, and it starts to quiver, and then a snowplow falls on him. Too soon. Poor guy. Anyway, what you got? I'm like one of the like henchmen. I'm a goon, Nick. That's the truth. You know, I, I'm in there. Like, I, I'm just super dead. Just gone. Like, mm-hmm. there's no coming back. I got a hole through me. There's like a, like, you can see, like, I'm, there's like a, a papers underneath and you can read the headlines. Like, that's how big a hole is <laughs> in me. There's no coming back. Cop trips on me. That kind of thing. That's who I, that's who I'm here. That's oh. my character. Okay. Look, you've been given the finance to have your own business associated with Raw Deal. The escrow chamber is baffled. What are you going to do? I'm going to make a video game, the Raw Deal video game, and the premise of it is that you have to court Catherine Harold's character, and but always keep it platonic. You cannot bend it towards anything that would get kind of physical or even give an inkling of a relationship. And as soon as that happens as soon as there's like a spark in the game because you did something cool or cute or did something chivalrous or something game over you gotta restart do you know what I'm saying yeah what do you think do they have like a meter that keeps her her state of arousal or yours I'm listening okay (laughs) just start as soon as as she's sort of like attractive it starts to give like a warning sign yeah be less cool be less cute the screen starts shaking it turns red (laughs) and it's like yeah you're about to it's it's called raw deal the game so you said yes pretty good and the the big coup is we've got Catherine Harold come back to voice it's of course it's 1986 so it sounds like you know somebody dropped a keyboard down some stairs <laughs> oh it's not a current game oh it can be I next was thinking gen we could. yeah that could be a next gen game <laughs> PlayStation VR you got to you got to you got three controllers one in each hand and the other one you know keeping it <laughs> keeping it steady Schwarzenegger auditioned to reprise his role but we went another way <laughs> Tom Everett Scott, huh? Yeah, Tom Tom Everett Scott, <laughs> famous uh, for its fake fake sleep snoring segment. Yeah. This game, uh, I started a food truck called Raw Meal, and it's uh, every every is uncooked. Everything there is completely uncooked, and you order from our our fantastic menu, and we hand you a plate of just pulsing, dripping meat. Oh wow! Yeah, but keeping in tune with this lovely movie. Right. We we do a Korean style, so we have these little stations set up outside uh, with a, you know, it's got like a propane tank. And there's a table, and on top of the table is a little car with a little tiny Stephen Hill in it. And you turn the and it sets the car on fire, and little you see the little Stephen Hill's dying moments, and then you can cook your food over the simmering Steve. <laughs> you could choose to cook it or not. You know, just enjoy some you know earth food, some Bear Grylls shit. Or you can cook it over the decaying head of the decedent, you know, <laughs> set Stephen Hill. And, and, of course, dessert, shit cakes. <laughs> little cute, little Debbie-sized cutie cakes that says shit on them. She took time to ice shit onto a cake. Like to... she, uh, Looking at the font, she didn't take much time. <laughs> it's not exactly, you know, aerial. It looks it's, it's fucked. Imagine getting to set, nervous about your first day, and then just seeing a cake with the word shit on it. I'm in showbiz. Like, uh, oh, I didn't see that in the script. No, we had a, this is a last minute powwow between me and the writer. We had a great idea for this scene. Schwarzenegger went to cake dodging camp. (laughs) They'll they'll die? They'll die, Todd? (laughs) They'll fry? (laughs) Um, Look, man. You gotta incorporate something from raw deal into your everyday life—a mantra, a ritual, a, a mood. My mantra is now: it's be like Amy. 
Oh, why? Because if something's if if I'm in a situation that's a little going mm-hmm. uh, going in a way I'm not thrilled, I want to be like Amy. I want to handle it with the grace and subtlety she's known for. Mm-hmm. Kind of keep that even keel going, you know. Sure. Be like Amy. I will blow up. You know, a waiter is a moment late to the table. That guy's going to get the riot act. You know, pass my stress on to others, basically. I like this idea. This is his wife, Amy. I don't remember. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. her name. Is she's yeah. the one at the beginning that she remember she flings the knife and it lands in the laundry basket. It's covered with frosting. She's crazy, man. I don't. I feel bad for her having to move to this shit town. You know. Yeah, that's what she says, right? Yeah, I mean she she had it rough. I, I, I feel for her. I you know chocolate cake for dinner. So every once in a while I'm gonna treat myself just like they did in Raw Deal. Except they that's the that's one of the saddest parts of this movie. Schwarzenegger said, what's for dinner, honey? And she says, the cakes. And he starts to go, you know, I guess I'll do it. And then she throws it. She ruins dinner, right? Yeah. But I kind of imagine a nice, what if, a little cake for dinner every once in a while would be like a nice surprise. So treat yourself, you know, every once in a while. Well, you can have a cake for dinner. Exactly. Crab cakes. Oh, I'm just saying like a nice dessert for dinner. And then you can follow it up with some healthy stuff. Maybe I'll do that. That's my mantra, live it. Do it, do it like they did here. Sort of. And then lastly but not least, you are trapped on this island for all these many years, gathering debris from films, and now it's time to take something from Rodeo. What you bring in? I'm bringing those car windows that are very conveniently, just in case you didn't know, have the word bullet resistant on them. So when they get shot, you know why they're not, pen- they're not exploding glass. They very conveniently had written for all to read, bullet resistant. Nice. Did you notice this? This no. is uh, Stephen Hill's car. Remember, they're shooting him in the long sequence that you said. They keep shooting his car, but none of the bullets are... And they're not even worried because they got the bullet-resistant glass, and it says it. Just in case Schwarzenegger was confused, why is that not breaking? He could just get up close and read. So I would take that to my island and just protect myself a little bit. Maybe put them up around my bathroom or something, just in a very safe area, bullet-resistant. What do you think? They won't get used a lot, but yeah. Could just be for show or just for warnings, but go ahead. What about yourself? Oz has finally made an appearance. There's also Uh, a mini-recorder in this, which I haven't seen for a long time, and you know how I want a mini-recorder, but they're so expensive right now. The old with the mini-tapes. You can get them at Disney. And so I would maybe take that just for just selfish reasons, because I I want one. But yeah, I took a couple things. I'm sorry, did I take yours? I'm taking a couple of things, too. Okay. Because I'm taking Catherine Harold's undersex body. I feel bad for her, Justin. Oh, sure. Taking it. And I'm not going to even throw a huge fit if it's the current version. The 73-year-old counselor version of her. Is that how she is? Yeah. <clears throat> not that much older than us. It, it ain't good. It's 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 22 years, I mean. Catherine Harold, you taking her to their island, huh? Wow. She's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just assuming she'll find... Uh, some uh, she'll find some salve, you know. She'll solve it, and you know, yeah, she'll never see her kid again or her friends again. But it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. She did have '80s hair in this. Did you notice? Like crazy '80s hair threw yeah. me off a little bit. And Schwarzenegger, another thing we didn't notice or didn't mention, he's wearing kind of a purplish suit in this. Like when he dresses up, kind of got a shiny purple suit. So this a little William L. Peterson in a way, the way Mat- he's dressed. Matched his blue balls. Her blue balls. Schwarzenegger was fine. He was gliding. He's thrilled to be platonic with this woman. But you're kidnapping her for your island. Okay. Uh, no, I've. Uh, she's a piece. She's a part of my family. There. It's good that you said piece and switched it up. She's a piece. Uh, she's a part. Well, I'm taking that glass 
And um, I'm, if I hear her screaming, what do I do? I'm, you you won't hear her screaming. I hope she's okay. Get her back to the set of Rosie. Because I did not say I took her larynx, did I? Oh my god. <laughs> she's a great pe- She's a great part of the silence. Jesus. She's a fantastic object. Oh my god. Can't wait for her to meet Georgie. Can't wait for her to meet the dumpster. Can't wait for her to meet a lot of things on my island. I'll, I'll take either version though. 72, 73 mm-hmm. year old, or the you know the fresh faced thirty something in the movie. The knockout. The I mean, poker. The, the 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 she was playing blackjack. I guess in this is that what was happening? One of those games. Mm-hmm. I imagine she was playing blackjack. She was not doing well. Playing. Run for your life now. And she's, and Schwarzenegger says to her, like, you should try another uh, recreational activity. He says it to her like that. And she gets her hopes up, and he takes her to Target. You know what I'm saying? Like, he... <laughs> Let's go to the mall so I can fight. That dress does get stolen by them in that scene, though, so good for them. She does steal it, yeah, and fights off the baddies with the mannequin arm. She jumps into action. I, it's another thing I like about her. She's very likable in this. She's kind of a match for Schwarzenegger. I just don't get it. I'm going to write the director. He's still alive, John Irvin. What happened? All right. Well, we killed it. I think we did. Yeah. Nailed it. Are you ripping up her help me sign that she tried to craft on your island? Is that what you're doing? Save me? Is that what it sounds like? I've changed it so it says great time. I've just moved, put some lines in there so it says great time. The helicopter flies over. Why is she? Why is there a sign that says great time? <laughs>